This is the Show Up Show, helping coaches, service providers, leaders, and entrepreneurs to master showing up to build their brand, authority, and grow their business. Whether it's showing up on social media, in front of an audience, on a live interview, or an actual stage, this podcast is going to help you overcome visibility fear to confidently brand yourself as the authority in your industry. I'm Joanne Chan, aka the Confidence and Visibility Queen, and I am on a mission to share how I went from a nobody to the confident leader I am today, what I have learned and what I have done to build my brand and business from scratch and help you do the same so that you can make an impact in the world with the meaningful work that you do. Whether you are new to the business world or feeling unsure about public visibility or you want to be seen and heard in a way that doesn't feel icky but authentic to you, you will discover how to become visible in your own unique way and show up as the confident entrepreneur you have always dreamed about becoming. Now, it's time to get you show up and be confidently visible so you can easily attract more clients and opportunities for yourself. Joining us today is a brand strategist and a designer with over 16 years of experience in the design world. She wants to help you make your next business eventual, the best one yet, with powerful strategic brand design. She partners with serial entrepreneurs, drivers, freedom seekers, and multi-passionate empire builders to clarify their brand strategy, hone a unique design direction, and bring their vision to life across all their channels and materials. So guys, help me a welcoming our guest today, Amanda Garacio, the brand yes. strategist and designer. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Hi, Joanne. Thank you for having me. And good job on the last name pronunciation. I realized we didn't go over that beforehand. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was like, how do I pronounce that? Anyway, um, so yeah, I was doing my research. Um, you, I was, you know, looking at your website, your story, other podcasts that you have been on. You started freelancing after college and yes. it led you to becoming an accidental entrepreneur, as you call it. And now it has been 16 years of experience working across a wide range of industry and clientele. Can you share mm -hmm. a bit about that journey? And how did you, most importantly, I want to know how did you, because many of my audience, I believe they are also like a freelancer now, they are freelancing. How did you shift from the mindset or up level from, you know, a freelancer mindset to becoming a full-time entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a great question. And it definitely took me longer than it should have to, to, to make that shift too. So yeah, like you said, I started freelancing after college. Um, I had just moved to a new city, Austin, um, and I intended to get a full-time job somewhere, you know, in an agency, in-house at a company, something like that. Um, and my boyfriend at the time was a freelance web developer. And he suggested, you know, why don't you just pick up some freelance gigs on the side just to have some income coming in while you're doing your job search. And I was like, Oh, I'd never, I'd never even really thought about like going out on my own or doing anything like that. But I was like, Oh yeah, sure. That sounds like a good idea. Cause you know, I need some money coming in. Um, so I tried it out. I landed a couple of great repeat clients. I fell in love with being able to work you know, from home on my own schedule, picking who I work with, that kind of thing. And so I was just like, I'm just going to do this. I like stopped my job search and was like, just all in on the freelancing. Um, 
And I, I was at that for several years. Um, and I think for me, the kick in the butt was um, in 2015, I was getting married. And so we had the question come up of like, you know, legal liability, if something bad happened in my business, would my husband's assets be in danger? And so I needed to really like formally separate my business stuff from my personal stuff. And so that was like, okay, I need to like put on my, my big girl pants and formalize this business entity and stuff. And that really kind of made me think about it differently. Like, oh, this is a business that, you know, I can control how it grows. You know, I can be intentional, uh, intentional about what I want it to be rather than just being, you know, the order taker. I think that's kind of probably the biggest shift from freelancer to business owner is freelancers. You're kind of just, you know, somebody hires you to do a job, you do it. You're kind of just doing what's prescribed. Um, whereas a business owner, at least in my sense, like people are coming to me for my expertise. So it's not just, you know, the deliverable, like the logo or the website or something. It's also like the strategy and the thinking and my experience and stuff behind it. So I think that was a big shift I had to make in my own thinking. Thank you so much for walking through that journey with us. Um, yeah. So you are a branding strategist. And can you talk to us about, okay, first, what is the definition of branding? What is your understanding of branding? And the other question that I have, okay, now we know what is branding. How do we as a business owner or entrepreneur figure out our own corporate as, you know, as a business owner? Yeah, I, that's a great question. And I love that you said core brand because that's something that I really like feels very important. Um, so as far as like what branding is, I see it as kind of five different parts, right? And the, the core of it, the base of the pyramid, if you think of it as a pyramid, is that core brand, you know, your your vision, your goals, your your dreams for your business, how you want it to be perceived, who you want to work with, you know, what makes you unique, all that forms your core brand. And then you build off of that with your visuals, which is the design stuff, your verbals, which is your, your writing, your copy, how you talk, all that. Um, your experience, the actual experience you provide to your clients or customers, and then your reputation, you know, what people think of you who have never actually worked directly with you. So all of that together is your brand, but it really starts with that core brand, as you said. Okay. So how do we figure out that? I mean, maybe you can yeah. give us like, is there a question for us to like, ask ourselves as a business owner to really figure out because I know a lot of people are struggling because I'm really want people to you know a lot of people are struggling in marketing and branding because they don't have a background just like you right they, they have never worked in a marketing agency before they don't advertising you know they never work to just jump into an industry wanting to start their own business without understanding yeah. what marketing or branding is so is there any question that we can ask ourselves yeah there's a lot of questions, actually. One of the things I recommend is taking some time out to sit down with a list of these questions. And I have a free resource that I can share with your audience later that has these questions. But basically, you want to be, you want to at least get clear in your own head. What do you want from this business? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why aren't you, you know, working at a Starbucks somewhere or why are you starting this specific business? You know, if you're a photographer, why are you a photographer instead of an accountant or something? You know, like what is it about this business that that inspires you or is driving you? So that's a big one. Another one is who are you speaking to or who do you most want to serve or work with? And a lot of people, especially starting out, like to say, you know, 
I'll work with anybody that'll pay me. Like I was definitely that way too when I first started out. And you know, that's fine to get some ground on you and get some traction, but eventually you're going to want to narrow that down. Um, you know, who are you best equipped to serve? Who do you most like to work with? Um, is there an underserved market that you are particularly, you know, well suited to serve? Um, you know, all those can be factors in it, but you really want to try to like, who do I want to spend the rest of my like working life working with? Like, who is my person? And then the third thing um, I would say is what makes you unique? Like, why should people choose you versus, you know, another brand designer, another photographer, another coach, um, whatever it is you happen to do? Um, is it is it that niche that you're serving? Are you the only coach that works with, you know, veteran real estate <laughs> investors or something very specific? You know, is it your years of experience? Is it your very unusual path you took to entrepreneurship? Is it some specialty, you know, license or education you have? There's always something like there is only one you. So like, what is it about you, your process, your work that is different that would make somebody choose you? So if you can answer those three questions at the very least, you know, why, who, and what makes you unique? I think that will give you at least a good solid base to start on and help inform all the other stuff in your business. I love these three questions. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Um, like I said, you know, many people are not investing in their branding. Um, and so can you talk to us about why should business owner invest in their invest in branding and what what does it serve? You know, what kind of what purpose does it serve? What is truly the purpose of branding? Yeah. So what I like to say is you you have a brand, whether you are in control of shaping it or not. Um, so like there are things that people think about you, impressions that they have about you and your work. Um, and it may or may not line up with how you want your business to be seen. So branding is really about shaping the perception of how people look at you and think about you and your work. Um, it's about being intentional with what you're building, you know, like this, this is your business, like you can make it whatever you want, but you have to like sit down and figure that out first and then actually make decisions that line up and make that a reality, right? So branding is about focus, really. It's about focusing your efforts into building that reality, really. Um, starting with your core brand, making sure your visuals communicate all that, making sure your verbals communicate all that, making sure the experience you provide lines up with what you say you want your business to be. And eventually that'll all wrap up into you building the reputation you want to have. So that's really the purpose of branding is being intentional about shaping that perception. Mm. And what do you think is the most important aspects of building a successful brand like what makes a brand a successful brand like you know when whenever we think of like brand big brands we will think of apple right starbucks mm -hmm. you just mentioned and so what makes a brand truly like successful and well-known and like up there oh yeah there's a lot of factors that go into that but um i, th I think one of the biggest and it's going to sound so simple and so boring but consistency if you show up consistently in the way that you want your business to be known, like Apple, you know, you go into any Apple store, it's the same experience. It's the same vibe. Um, their products have the same look, you know, Starbucks, the same way, you know, 
you know what experience you're going to get whatever whatever Starbucks you go to like they have that locked down um so it's it's that consistency helps build trust in your audience and that trust is what eventually fuels a successful brand like you cannot have a successful brand without the trust of your audience Mm. and that's so true because people only work with you when they know like trust you and trust is the most important factor because if they don't trust you they will never buy from you right they will never pull exactly. out card and, and pay you so I love yeah. because consistency is so key especially you know if you're not um we are most of my audience here you know online entrepreneurs or online coaches or online freelancers so so when you talk about consistency right and branding when it comes to the social media um how do we make sure that we are being consistent across all our channels and materials and you know because there are so many platforms yes. to be on right i know it's everybody's everywhere these days right so yeah part of building that know like and trust factor is having people recognize you and they recognize you by being consistent with your visuals so once you have your core brand figured out you can use the ideas from that to figure out what visual direction you should go in with your branding, whether you do it yourself or you bring in an expert, a designer to help you figure that translation out. Um, but once you have that direction figured out, you know, set down some brand guidelines, say these are, you know, the two fonts I'm going to use. These are the five colors I'm going to use. And that's it. Like stick with those <laughs> you can use them in different combinations, whatever, but like, you know, again, consistency is key. Like, you know, if you stick to that, people start to recognize that color palette. Oh, it's that lady, you know, oh, those fonts, it's that, that guy, you know, like they'll start to recognize it's your content based on how it looks before they even read the caption or anything. So that, that's a big part of establishing that, that brand recognition. Yeah. widget is a huge part because I am a widget person and I'm, I'm good. If I do my own branding because I actually also have a design background. And so I do oh, my cool. own branding. Yeah. And the other thing is like, I cannot, you know, I, I try to work with someone, but you know, it's just not, you know, you get what I mean. <laughs> so uh, the other question I have is how do you build a brand that resonates with a diverse audience, but you are, but you are maintaining authenticity, mm -hmm. you know, is that how do you reach out to a wide or wide range of audience, but while maintaining your authenticity, like while being true to your own self? Yeah, that's a tricky one. And I think the line will be different for everybody. Um, so it's one of those, like, it depends answers, but um, part, part of the, the, the thing with branding, with being consistent, with having it as the focus is even though you're you're talking to that one audience, that like ideal dreamy audience, that doesn't mean you can't work with other people or can't talk to other people if they come into your world and are drawn to you. So um, I think a lot of people shy away from niching down like that because they feel like it's going to exclude people. And that's not necessarily the case. It just means that what you're putting out there, the content you're writing and that kind of thing, it's going to be more specific it's going to resonate more because specificity is always more magnetic than being vague right so it, it'll even attract people that maybe you weren't necessarily thinking of when you write it so I think I think that's something to keep in mind too um but I I would it's dangerous to try to appeal to everybody because then you end up so just bland and vanilla that you're not appealing to anybody so I would, I would not recommend going that route um 
But yeah, I would just say, keep an open mind, be, be specific and focus with your branding and your content. And you'll be surprised at how wide of an audience you actually draw in with it. Can you share maybe some action steps for my listeners to take? They are already, you know, they have their branding strategy in place, but what is the next level, you know, because I'm sure there is another level when it comes to branding. Like, okay, let's say we just focus on that, right? People already figure out their brand, they know their colors, they know their font. Um, and what is really the, what, what do they need to do in order to take their brand to the next level? I, I would say if they have done their branding themselves, it's always helpful to get an outside opinion just to make sure that what they've chosen actually lines up with what they say they want their business to be. So there's all kinds of stuff that goes into choosing visuals for your brand, as far as like color psychology, you know, color theory, um, font personalities, like all this kind of stuff. Um, so you wanna make sure what you've actually picked for your brand lines up with the qualities you wanna be known for, the, the kind of ideas you wanna be communicating. Um, so whether that's you researching color psychology yourself or you like doing a brand audit with somebody just to see if what you're putting out there actually reflects what you want it to. Um, I would say if you don't have brand guidelines already in place, that is a super useful document you could put together, um, especially if you are up leveling and growing team and having other people handle things like content for you, because then they'll have an easy access document that has, you know, the fonts, the colors, like how to use them, like use this logo here, you know, this is the style of photography we use, like all the different guidelines <laughs> in the document. And that way it makes it really easy to delegate, to hand off to other team members and still maintain that consistency. So that's, that's a big um, to do item too, if you're like reaching that level where you're starting to grow that way. I love that. You know, so I just want to go back to what I said earlier and the struggle that I had, right, with working with someone. Um, and so when I hired her and she was like, okay, she'll help me design my content, right? Help me create content. Mm -hmm. So I had my branding guidelines. I know my colors. I know my font. But the design is just not, not my, my, my style, you know, it's not just not me, right? And I was like, no, so I edited it, you know, I changed it. I basically changed everything and so that it feels more like me. So at the end of the day, I paid her, but I did everything myself. So it's like I even spent, wasted my time, right? Wasted my money. You ended up having and to redo it, yeah. Yeah, so how do we fix that? I know this is a struggle that many people, especially a perfectionist just like me, who might have. How do I make sure that I hire someone that can deliver my, you know, can meet my expectation? Yeah, Um. well, I'd say first, if you've been doing your own content for a while, you probably have a backlog of examples of your style um, for them to reference. So that is always helpful. And if it's possible to make templates from those that they can reuse and switch out like headlines and imagery and stuff, that makes it even easier. Um, I would say also like check out their content on their own social channels just to see what kind of caliber it is. Um, because if you, you know, just as an example, if you have a very clean, refined style, but they tend to do like 70s disco grunge, groovy leather type things, like maybe there's going to be a style mismatch there. That's not to say that all designers work in just one style. Like I, I personally can work in a lot of different styles, but, um, you know, you do want to see like what their tendency is and if they have like a certain level of cleanliness or vibe to their work that they're already doing. 
Yeah, that is so, thank you so much for that advice. It's so helpful. And thank you so much for taking your time out today to join us. Now tell my listeners where they can find you online or if they want to work with you, there any question, how do they reach you? Yeah, um, so my website is just studiogaracio.com. Um, it's G-U-E-R-A-S-S-I-O for anybody just listening and not accessing the show notes. Um, so that's where you can find all about how to book a call with me, my services, my portfolio, all that. Um, social media wise, I'm mostly on LinkedIn these days, um, but you can also find me on Instagram and I'm just Amanda Gracio, Studio Gracio, both those places too. Um, and if you want that worksheet of questions to, to work through, to figure out your core brand, that is just at Studio Gracio slash branding dash brainstorm. Um, and it's also a link, one of my featured links in my um, LinkedIn profile too. So it's free. It's a download. You can just fill it out online and it'll work works you through all the questions to help figure out your core brand. It's super helpful. Thank you so much for offering that. I will put all the links in the show notes below. So guys, make sure if you're listening to this, you can still go to the show note, right? And just click on the link and you can download the file. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode on branding. If you have any questions, you can send us a message or you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening on this on, on Spotify, there's also a question box for you to you know, send us your questions. Make sure you visit the show notes, like I said, to find all the resources that we have for you today. And if you want to learn how to overcome your visibility fear to confidently brand yourself as the authority, make sure you subscribe to this show. And until next time, keep showing up. Success doesn't show up for you until you show up and pursue your own success. Thank you for listening to the Show Up Show with me, Joanne Chan. If you want to create more confidence, visibility, and authority in your business, send me a message on Instagram at Coaching. DM me the word show up and I will send you my free signature training Visibility Creates Possibilities that you can watch right away to start exploding your visibility today.